Does the Bible have sexist laws that denigrate women as impure and unclean? Some feminists will cite the Bible's ritual purity legislation, such as laws concerning menstrual impurity and childbirth, as evidence of sexism in the Bible. It's argued that the Bible regards women as generally unclean and offensive to God because of their physiology. As the feminist author Lori Weissman puts it, Menstruation and having a female reproductive system generally is an impurity and an offense to God for which women require redemption through regular intervention of male action. How might we address this objection as Bible-believing Christians? Well, first, it's important to note that the Torah's ritual purity legislation addresses issues that are not only specific to women, but also some issues that are specific to only men. Therefore, it's wrong to say that the Torah singles out women as unclean. Second, ritual purity in the Torah does not equate to sinfulness. Ritual impurity is not offensive to God per se. Scholar Jonathan Clawins gives an excellent summary. The following can be said of ritual impurity. It is natural, more or less unavoidable, generally not sinful, and typically impermanent. It is true that the refusal to purify oneself would constitute a transgression, as would coming into contact with the sacred while in a state of ritual impurity. It is also true that a few biblical narratives view leprosy as a punishment for moral shortcomings. But in the end, the following claim still stands. It is not sinful to be ritually impure, and ritual impurity does not result from sin. So in summary, ritual impurity is merely a temporary ceremonial status that bars a person from participating in sacred space and activities, such as the tabernacle or temple services in ancient Israel. It is not a sin to be ritually impure. Sin occurs only when one participates in certain sacred activities while in a ritually impure state. While there are purity issues specific to women, there are also purity issues specific to men. Both men and women become ritually impure in various ways. So there's no sexism, women are not singled out as being impure. But what about the purification period for the birth of a girl being twice as long than for the birth of a boy? Does this suggest that girls are more ritually impure than boys? No, not at all. Consider that the mother brings the same purification offering, quote, whether for a son or for a daughter. The Torah intentionally places both son and daughter on the same level. The same offering is required for both of them. Therefore, critics severely overstate their case when they cite this legislation as an example of female inferiority or sexism. The reason for the longer purification period for daughters, according to Dr. Richard Davidson, is a matter of, quote, simple mathematical logic, as Davidson explains. Vaginal bleeding frequently occurs on the part of the newborn girl as well as her mother. Hence the phrase blood purification likely applies to the discharge of both mother and daughter, and thus the ritual uncleanness of two females must be accounted for. Once again, there's no sexism here. When all of the relevant data are considered, the feminist objections on the basis of the ritual purity laws in the Torah 
are severely underwhelming. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching this video. If you are interested in more information on topics like this, check out my book, Is God a Misogynist? where I deal with many feminist objections to the Bible like this one. As always, please be sure to like this video and subscribe. Also, don't forget to hit that notification bell so that you'll be notified when I release new content like this. I'll see you guys next time. Blessings and Shalom.